Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Garibaldi Reds, the Nottingham Forest podcast from Nottinghamshire Live. And we are back as the roadshow continues after <laughs> last week being in Birmingham where producer Dan was ill. And uh, producer Dan is back, but we are not back in Birmingham. We are in... Working uh, from home. Well, our houses. Yeah, <laughs> our houses. So, yeah, uh, I, Matt Davis, am sat at home and Sarah Clapson is sat in her flat, unfortunately. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Matt. Hello. It's a bit of a nightmare, technical-wise. We're doing this via the medium of Skype, and uh, neither of us have used Skype before. No. We're still working it out with uh, video, so we're audio only this week, but hopefully we'll get that back and um, be sort of back to normal soon, although obviously nothing's normal at the moment. How are you doing with it all, Sarah? (laughs) It's it's crazy and uncertain times isn't it for everybody I think um not just football wise but but everything really it's um yeah challenging times I know I've eaten one of my pot noodles which was meant to be for emergencies only but works very busy and I was going to say other brands are available but they're not really because (laughs) there's nothing available (laughs) I know there's nothing available at all trying to buy anything it's all a bit like one of those kind of apocalyptic movies at the moment it is it is yeah I feel like I'm in the Hunger Games or something (laughs) obviously I'm not but (laughs) we'll try and talk about some football because I don't I thought at the moment it all feels a bit insignificant in a way but hopefully Sports still plays a part in terms of distracting people a, a little bit, hopefully. So we'll try and uh, inform and entertain, I guess, talking a bit about, well, a lot about Forrest. Starting with, um, well, where, what, what are your thoughts on the decision to cancel it, Sarah? With this time last week, uh, well, it was all kicking off with Forrest and then they tested negative for the coronavirus, fortunately, the players. And then by Friday, the games are off. What, what did you think about the whole process that came about and the actual decision to call off the games? Yeah, I, I think it was the right decision in, in the end. You can't, you've got to put health and safety first and, and you've got to put the public and the players' safety first. If there's any kind of doubt around it, then you've got to do the right thing. And the right thing was to postpone all games. Um, I think it was the fact that we was waiting so long for a decision, I say so long, it was only a few days, but waiting a while for a decision to be made. There was that kind of period of uncertainty and whether the Sheffield Wednesday game was off and on and off and on. Um, it was so difficult to know because we were just waiting for, for the decision um, and eventually it came. And yeah, you, you don't like to to see football games get postponed. We don't like to be going for weeks or, or however long without football, but there's bigger things, there's bigger priorities. And I think you just have to take that on board. Yeah, I did find it a bit annoying that it took a celebrity or famous person to get, you know, to get it in terms of Mikel Arteta and mm. then Callum Hudson-Odoi. And, you know, there was 
suddenly, oh, you know, someone in the Premier League's got it. Oh, well, no one can play now. I mean, the, yeah. the process to get there seemed very muddled. And, you know, you can lay the blame in lots of different places. Obviously, it's very difficult for everyone in unprecedented times. But to, to have it happen the way it did so late in the day was a kind of uh, worrisome. That's an American word. I hate American <laughs> words. Yeah, but it was a little bit troubling, but it was, I think they got to the right decision in the end. Yeah, I think so. It was just it, it took a while to get there, didn't it? Um, and it's also it's for the integrity of the league, isn't it? If you've got players or, or managers that have tested positive and can't participate, you can't just have one team or one manager missing out. It, it then kind of becomes unfair for everybody and it just has a knock on effect. So I think they had to do the right thing. And yeah, eventually they, they did. And now it leaves us in this kind of stasis kind of situation with football where it's, you know, I mean, they're saying April the 3rd, but I think we all know, I think everyone in football probably knows it's not going to be April the 3rd when mm. games come back. What, do you think the season has to be played, even if it takes six months, if it takes a year, or do we void it? What do you think? I think you've got, if where possible and where it's safe and, and practical to do so, I think you've got to try and finish the season however long that takes and hopefully we can get back to playing soon and we can get it finished soon I think the fact that they've moved the European Championships to next year that then obviously it doesn't directly affect Forest and and kind of lower level football but it, it does in a way because it gives you that bit of breathing space and that bit of room so they've got a few months or, or weeks now beyond what was expected where we can hopefully get back to playing games and um, I think it it just creates so many problems if you don't. You, you're creating so many difficulties and, and potentially legal problems with if you decided to call the season off or if you decided that this team was going up because they finished top and this team was going down because they, they were bottom. You'd have so many problems then because of that. It it just seems like the the kind of best of the, the worst solutions, I suppose, really. Um, just the, the one that would create the least problems is if you just get it done. Yeah, I think you have to get it done because, I mean, if if I'm Evangelos Marinakis and they void the season, then you have to take legal action, surely. Mm. Oh, you'd be they, livid. Yeah, you'd have every club, you'd have, you know, Liverpool, the, the six or seven or eight or nine or, you know, 13 clubs in the championship would be in the same position. Then you go cascading down all the way into the National League, I suppose. There's so much money on the line. I think you could... You could void the cups for a year or even two, but you have to, just for the process of moving on when football does come back, I think you have to finish the season no matter how, how long it takes, really. Yeah, I think so. From Forrest's perspective, if they were to miss out on a chance of promotion, because I know it's obviously a big issue, but for something like this, they'd be so frustrated. And yeah, quite rightly, they would try and seek legal action, I would have thought, or, or any teams in their position would, because... To miss out on a chance for promotion, to miss out on a chance to go to the Premier League is huge. You're not, it's not very often that you're in this kind of position and you wouldn't want to let that go easily. No, and I did um, actually go and look back at tables for the last five years, very sadly, and <laughs> to, to see how much they actually change. And generally, they don't change at all in terms of the top six now. It tends to be the top six come the end mm. of the season. And it does tend to be the top two that stay the same. There's very few changes. I'm going to have to cough, sorry. <coughs> I don't think I've got it, but you never know. <laughs> At least um, we're in separate rooms. Yeah, we're very far away, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so 
obviously Leeds and West Brom historically they would be the two that go up. As uh, they, I look back over the five years, like I said, and Leeds were the only team to bottle it, I suppose, one year in Derby as well. But generally, where Forest are now in fifth, tends they do tend to finish fourth or fifth mm. uh, based on history. So you know they'd have such a strong case that they've been really what's the term I could use, uh, messed up by uh, yeah. the authorities. So you don't have a fair crack at it. It would be just gutting for everyone in football, uh, connected to the club. Yeah, I mean, so much effort and everything goes into it. You would hate for that all, to think that the last few months <coughs> have just been for nothing and you don't get anything for it. That would that would just be awful. Um, I, I, yeah, it would be terrible for the players and all the all the management and the staff that, that all that goes to waste if they decide to void the season. I can't see it. I, I really, I really hope that they'll, they'll just push on and, and finish the season. So, if it's not April, when do you realistically think that it will be seeing people play again? It's so difficult to say, isn't it? It, it just the whole situation just seems to change all the time, and things are so fluid. And you, you've got to make. When do you make that call? When when do you say, well, we're at a point where we're able to get teams out there and get managers out there and fans out there? It's a really, really difficult call to make. I don't know how you... I I wouldn't like to be in um, anybody's shoes deciding that. Um, But I think early April, at the minute, that seems like that might come a bit too soon. I think it's probably going to be beyond that um, if we're being a bit realistic about it. Hopefully not. Hopefully we're wrong and Forrest do come back and play Derby, but I I can't see it at the moment just because of the speed and the pace at at which the general situation is developing. Yeah, I can't. Well, I mean, I don't think it'll be till August or September, really, when you talk about the illness peaking in the summer and obviously you know mm. i'm not we're none neither of us none of us in society are medical experts really to that extent no. but so it's kind of foolhardy to speculate too much but from watching the news as much as i have been which is way too much i need to stop watching the news <laughs> yeah um, it doesn't seem like we're going to be doing anything anytime soon apart from working out everything we haven't watched on netflix really yeah i mean like you wait for saying they, they would hope that leagues are done by june 30th but I, I don't know i don't know whether that's still realistic or not i think even if they do get back playing a little bit before then you still there's still quite a few games to fit in um, and you've got to um players are going to have to get back to full fitness obviously they're still working on their fitness at the moment but they're not going to be as much sharp as what they would have been had we kept playing um, and you've got to kind of take that into account i know it's a level playing field and everybody's going to be in the same situation but you don't want players to be going out there when they're not fully fit no true and i suppose there's also like the financial impact i guess it's not so direct on a club like forest we obviously it's going to cost them a lot of money but clubs lower down the league is going to suffer businesses connected to football are going to suffer like social clubs and pubs around grounds there's kind of that hidden unseen impact isn't there yeah i mean it's huge really the the economic impact for for all clubs really it's not just the club itself it's everything that goes with it so you look at businesses around the ground on match days pubs and cafes and um people at work at the club not just the the kind of stuff that we see day to day but the stewards the the program sellers the catering staff everything like that all has a huge impact um and yeah the further down the football league ladder you go the the greater the impact that's going to have because 
because of clubs are so cash strapped as it is. Uh, um, you'd hope that some Premier League clubs or, or clubs that have the right amount of money can help in some small way and support the teams further down the ladder that are really struggling. And when you come to talk about, you know, contracts, I suppose, would be the other big issue. At Forest, it's especially prevalent with, you know, the head coach's contract expires on June mm. 30th. I guess, you know, he's not going to walk away and they're not going to get rid of him. But you've also got um, ben Watson, Michael Dawson, Sammy Amiobi is pr- the most prominent players who are out of contracts mm. at the end of June. Uh, ben Luan and a few, uh, Jordan Smith, you know, players who are more on the fringes. What's yeah. going to happen Lone with them, players. do you think? Yeah, yes, loan exactly. players. Yeah. How do you um, see that panning out? It's difficult, isn't it? I mean, at, at Premier League level, there's I don't think, or I've seen a stat, there's not too many players that are out of contract at at the end of June but the further down the ladder you go the more you've got loan players and players that are coming to the end of their deals and there's going to have to be some kind of collective decision um, whereby I don't know if they if they can allow them to sign a short-term deal to finish the games or if they can um, extend things in some way um, somebody's going to have to step in and, and make some kind of overriding decision that's going to be of benefit to lots of in this kind of situation because you don't want you don't want to get to June the 30th when they're possibly just starting back playing and all of a sudden you, you're left without so many players because they're all out of contract yeah, you have to, you, it's got to be some kind of solution you can't even say oh you know for I would say we're going to extend every contract by a month because you know in the Premier League you've got players who are lining up big Bosman moves who couldn't mm. have millions of pounds they were getting injured then lower down the ladder, you've got blokes who are making, you know, decent money, but probably, you know, probably not more than the average Joe on the street. They're going to need mm. some kind of clarity. They don't want to play for another month where they could break their legs or anything. So no, exactly. What uh, if you're Ben Watson and you played 45 games for Forest this season, and they say, you know, oh, I'm gonna, we're going to give you another month to get you through the season, then we might release you. Well, you're going to turn around and say something to them, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So, you'll you probably know, say you, no thanks. <laughs> yes. In sort of terms like that, yeah. yeah. So you're going to want at least another year, aren't you? So yeah. it's just, uh, you know, some solicitors might be making a lot of money soon, but there's a lot of questions across the board around that area, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. I think, at least for in regards to some of the players that Forest have got out of contract, um, players like Michael Dawson, Ben Watson, um, Sammy Amiobi, they might be the kind of players that Forrest perhaps would look at maybe offering a new deal to anyway. Um, mm. Certainly Michael Dawson, because Sabrina Mucci has spoken very highly of him and how he wants him involved with the club at whatever level um, because of the influence that he has. Um, and Ben Watson too, I mean, he's had a really good season. He's been fantastic in midfield. And I know that they're kind of getting to the wrong side of, uh, of 30 maybe but they've still got something to offer I think um, so I think those kind of players Forrest maybe would, would look at the lone players um, I'm not sure there's there's too many of the lone players that they would perhaps be looking to hang on to um, No, Bostock's come back into it hasn't he and Samido Yeah, yeah Samido's else? been not really anyone else Smeejo's been a bit up and down for me. One minute he's, I mean, he started off really well. He looked really mm. good. And then recently he just kind of tailed off a little bit. Um, oh, yeah, since he came back from... Yeah. Oh, he? No, he hasn't. Um, Dear Carby, I'm, I'm pretty sure Forrest won't be taking up the option on him. Um, he's not really made the impact that, 
that everybody was hoping for. He's really struggled. Um, mm. I think he's just lacking confidence more than anything, and that's that's difficult to to kind of put right. Um, Aaron Muric, I can't see him staying on. Um, since he, if if he did, he'd just be in the exact same position next year. He'd be sat on the bench and, and back up to Brees Samba. Um, and I don't think that's what he or Manchester City would particularly want. They sent him out on loan looking to get game time. And obviously that hasn't transpired. So I'd be surprised if he comes back. Mm. Um, I can't think of the, any, any, any of the others that we've missed out. No, I don't think so. No. I would, now, would now be a good time to, you know, a bit of a boost for the fans to say announce a new, new contract for Lamucci, maybe? It seems like a, a good time in a sense. It would go down well, wouldn't it? We kind of all need that kind of good news at, at this time. Um, yeah, I mean, all, all the time they've kind of they've been saying, well, the focus is on promotion. We're, we're not looking at anything else because we don't want to distract from that. But at the minute, while there's this enforced break, yeah, it seems like a great time to do it. Give spirits a lift. Say, well, we've got him tied down now. We can once football resumes, we, we're fully focused. We can go again, and everything's sorted. That would be brilliant. Um, I don't know. It's, it's difficult, isn't it, because of the wider situation, I suppose. But, yeah, this would be perfect timing. In a world devoid of actual news for us to talk about, there was some news this week with the kind of update around the developments of the Peter Taylor stand and everything that's going on there. What's Mm. the latest on that? Yeah, um, because there's been no planning approval granted yet, um, Forest have had to put back the work. Um, They've said that it's not going to take place this summer now, so they're allowing season card holders to renew. Um, So it looks like it'll be moved back at least a year um, because they're giving fans the the chance to renew their seats. Um, It's a shame, but I think you kind of have to respect the decision and say, well, there hasn't been planning approval yet, so time's running out and Forest have to make a decision. And obviously with the, the kind of uncertainty about when the season would finish anyway they would have the, they'd probably have to adjust the time scale because of that um i know the decision they've made isn't specifically related to the coronavirus but uh, you know it probably played a part in it um and yeah it, it it's sad and it's a shame but it probably seems sensible in the circumstances yeah i suppose you know certainty is the one thing that's lacking for everyone at the moment in you know, mm. all walks of life so at least if yeah. they can get some something sorted as a as a business, it probably Absolutely. lets them get, know where they're going a bit more. Yeah, and I think the important thing to stress is that it's not they've not said we're not doing it. They've not cancelled it. They've not said oh we're putting this on the back burner. It's not going to happen. They're still very much committed to the rede- redevelopment of the city ground. Um, ever since he came in, Evangelos Marinakis has stressed his backing for the club long term. And that hasn't changed. They're still hoping that, that this or planning for this to go ahead. They're just waiting for this planning approval to go through. Um, and it seems like there's been a few issues surrounding that. If they can correct them and hopefully eventually get it passed, then I'm sure it'll be all, all guns blazing, all go ahead again um, next year, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So what's your coronavirus survival plan? What are you, what are you doing today? <laughs> Have you been panic buying? I, no, no, I, I haven't been buy, buying toilet roll by the, uh, the trolley by the load. load. No, yeah. <laughs> no um, I, I don't know really. It's just just trying to block out the news and and carry on and um, yeah, watch a lot of TV, eat a lot of chocolate, 
probably going to put on about five stone by the end of it because obviously not being able to go out as much. Um, my, doctor to- my doctor told me to lose weight this week. Did it? Good luck with that. that. <laughs> so going, you, need no. to lose, you need to lose a stone. It's like, oh, I can't even go out of my house at the moment. <laughs> run circles around my garden like my dog used to do when I was a kid, but there's not much else you can do. No, I'm really hoping that with the, the Euros cancelled, somebody or with the no actual live sport on TV, that somebody's going to show Euro 96 or France 98 or something, screen all the games so that we can at least watch some kind of sport and throw back to more carefree times and enjoy that. Um, you re- I think you really you realise how much you miss sport when there's absolutely nothing to watch. Right now, I'd probably watch, but I'd watch anything. Um, I know. There's, there's nothing. There's a, that funny video of the, um, the pub with the with the bowls on. Have you seen that on Twitter? Yeah, or the marble racing. Yes, that's what it's coming to. I yeah, know. yeah. I think it, it hopefully will appreciate it all the more once we get sport back and realise how much it, um, how important it is to our lives, and hopefully maybe people might be a bit more. Um, I'm trying to think of the right word. Um, think what they tweet. Yeah, a bit more oh, appreciative. God, think, think about what they, they tweet more. Yeah, oh, maybe. That's, that's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> maybe we can have less people moaning about the team news or um, or results because we'll all appreciate sport all the more, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Whether Jared Carvalho starts on the bench or on the left or on the pitch, probably yeah, not yeah. as significant if... as things at the moment. No, exactly. Yeah. And hopefully we'll appreciate it when it comes back. I've crafted a survival plan. I mean, I crafted this survival plan, you know, 15 years ago when The Walking Dead started, I think, <laughs> in the absence of, a, of being able to build a bunker. I think I would definitely head for the hills. I'd aim for the Scottish Highlands if I could get there. Full tank of petrol, car loaded up, full on survival. Uh, use my, my um, what's, it, what's the scouting award that I got when I was a teenager? I can't even remember. It's that long ago. Put that to good use. <laughs> Bunker down in the Scottish Highlands like Mel Gibson in Braveheart without without what happened to him in the end. (laughs) Ride out the storm. That's my plan. Ah, I thought you'd have a a bunker ready to go and full of all your... Well, the builders are in. Fortunately, uh, being at home and having a kitchen being built, uh, we've managed to avoid the background noise of drills and everything that's been going on for ages. But I haven't asked them to build a bunker. I wish I had done now. Yeah. <laughs> I've got my stock of pot noodles and dried rice. I couldn't get any pasta. Have you got your toilet roll? Yeah, I did. Oh gosh, I feel like I'm the scourge of society. I did buy uh, 16 toilet rolls in a pack. Yeah, <laughs> and also I can't give away where I live because the local shop has promised to look after me. With um, he's got some toilet rolls behind the counter. Oh, a bit of black market business. Well, he said he was. Yeah, he said he'll. <laughs> Tell me them at you know cost value. Old people, he said, have to come first, which is right, obviously. But he's he was That's telling me him. last night I'll look after his regulars. Uh, not, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> he said he's going to look after his regulars. So if I run out of toilet rolls, then he can sell me a four pack <laughs> of toilet rolls <laughs> to to help me survive the apocalypse. It's... Give it a few weeks, you'll be paying hundred quid for them. I know. I know. I'll be taking wheelbarrows of five pound notes into the one stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, edit edit that out, producer Dan. There's only so many one stops around where I live. I don't want people to know about this toilet roll supply. <laughs> You've got a secret stock. Yeah, because we don't have a kitchen. Our my the, the spare room is got all of our secret stash. 
and I've drawn the curtains so the neighbours can't see in. They don't know how many packs of Uncle Ben's rice I've got stocked up. <laughs> You're well prepared. I am well prepared. My parents <laughs> came back from holiday. I was advised, yeah, they cut their holiday short. And uh, my dad went to the supermarket last night and I said, oh, did you get loads of stuff in? And all they got was like milk and butter. And then they went <laughs> back to, they've been, they've been to five supermarkets today around Telford where I grew up and they finally got some stuff in I don't think they're grasping what well I say they're not grasping what's going on I think I'm overly grasping what's going on I think I need to stop watching the news That's well the be- better to be prepared that's what that was the, the brownie guide motto always be prepared was it the Cub Scout yes. motto or brownie guide motto I can't remember but it's yeah both. probably both yeah yeah, you don't need a tempe in your your little purse anymore for phone calls, so you have to replace that with pot noodles. Did you used to carry around a tempe in your purse for the, yeah. for the phone boxes? Yeah, for the fact in case you had to make an emergency phone call, tempe and a plaster and a safety pin. Uh, what? Yeah, they were your emergency supplies. A safety pin. A safety pin in case you ever needed to, I don't know, safety pin something, I suppose. <laughs> I've never heard that. Okay, well. <laughs> That's what we were taught in brownies anyway. Oh, 10p oh, okay. for making emergency phone calls, a plaster in case you obviously needed a plaster, and a safety pin for whatever you may need a safety pin for. I think they should have advised you to carry around more money, really, shouldn't they? So rather than a 10p, you know, enough for a taxi home or something would be better. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. Simpler oh, well. times. Simpler times. It was just the red phone boxes. That's, that was your only way of making phone calls i suppose or um yeah contacting anybody true anyway we've gone off on an absolutely horrendous tangent so I <laughs> you can tell there's no football that. can't you i know with what we've come to talk to so that brings us to the end of another patch together episode but once we kind of get our head around skype and videos and everything then we'll try and get some guests on we had a really good guest lined up for today and um you know He's isolating himself, uh, which is understandable, so he can do it. But we will be back next week and uh, hopefully sort of on track. It's been a bit of a calamitous episode this week, so I do apologise for that. But if you did like it, and I'm not sure why you would, but hopefully you did, please give us a good rating on YouTube or Apple Podcasts. Five stars would be fantastic. You can subscribe there and get this straight into your inbox. And uh, we do really appreciate that. So thank you very much. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Matt. I'm sure people appreciate the survival advice. They should Maybe. do. <laughs> that was for free. They don't have to pay anything for that. And they, yeah, <laughs> they can, they can realise how bad it was and make their own much better plans. <laughs> yeah. So we will be back for episode eight next week. Thank you very much for listening. And we will catch you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening.